Welcome everybody to our online service here at Christ Church Hillbro. My name is Godfrey and I'm the minister here at Christ Church. And I want to welcome you wherever you're joining us from this morning. And say please enjoy the service with us. We're really glad to have you with us. Also a warm welcome to all the old timers, members of Christ Church Hillbro. It's good to have you with us. And just another reminder again that at the end of our service, we all gather together. Uh, with our coffee and our tea and we begin to talk about the sermon that we've had so that we may encourage one another uh, in the word of God so that we may grow in particular in this series that we are doing in 1 Peter stand firm so we are going to start our service this morning but before we do why don't I pray for us why don't I lead us in prayer and in particular the first prayer that we would uh, reflect and then examine our own hearts uh, so that if there is any sin before in our hearts that we would bring it to God in repentance and confess our sins to Him. So please bow your heads as I lead us in prayer. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and rightly honor your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, we continue to pray. We come not in our name, but in the name of Jesus, that in the days that we live in now, in the days where we know no peace, that you would give us uh, the peace we need. Father, we pray for your protection on us, on our children, on our parents, on our grandparents, everybody, Lord, that we know, everybody that we worship with, members of Christchurch Hillbro, God's people in Johannesburg and in Gauteng, God's people in South Africa and in the world. Father, we pray that you would watch over us and that in this time of uncertainty that, Lord, you would encourage us and that you would give us the certainty we need. That, Father, your voice in your word will be very clear in this time when there is confusion. That when there is darkness creeping all over, that the light that comes from you would shine upon us and that darkness will flee. Father, in the time when there is terrible death and disease around us, that, Father, the life that only you can give uh, that, Father, it will flourish and people will be able to have this life, the eternal life that we find in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we pray because we know that from you uh, comes all holy desires, all good thoughts, and all just work. Give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give. Direct our hearts to obey your commandments and also that we may be protected by you from the fear of our enemies and pass our time in rest and quiet through the goodness of Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, we pray that you may lighten our darkness and by your great mercy protect us from all troubles and dangers of the night for the love of your only Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, we also want to pray for your church, Christ Church Hillbro, and bring it before you, Father. In this time, Lord, where we are not meeting, uh, Father, we pray that you may um, increase us in number, but also, Lord, increase us in our fortitude, 
Increase us in our strength and in our dependence upon your word. Increase us in the depth we have in your word. Increase us, Lord, in our spirituality. And help us, Father, that we may invest in our spirituality in ways we have not done before. Father, that at the end of this pandemic, whenever it is that we'll be able to meet, Father, that we'll be able to meet and we'll find great, great maturity among us that God was able to bring out in the times of this great difficulty. And so, Father, we pray for our church because we know that you rule all things in heaven and earth. Mercifully hear our prayers and grant that in our congregation at Christchurch Hillbrook, the pure word of God will be preached and the sacraments rightly administered. Strengthen and confirm those among us who are faithful. Protect and guide our children. Visit and relieve those who are sick among us, not forgetting the brother who uh, tested positive to COVID and many others were not feeling well for various ailments. Turn and soften the wicked. Wake the careless up. Recover the fallen. Restore those, Lord, who turn from their sin. Remove all barriers to your truth going forward. And bring us all to be of one heart and mind within your holy church. To the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And Father, as we go into the service today, please go before us. Start with us all the way to the time we get into the WhatsApp group to discuss this sermon. Speak to us in your word, Lord, that we may hear your word among the noise in this world that we are hearing everywhere. And so we ask all this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, as we begin our service, we're going to start with a song and then we're going to meet uh, the preacher who's preaching today and get to know him a little bit better. And then we'll sing some more and then we'll hear God's word. I'll meet you again in the WhatsApp group where we'll say hi to one another and engage with God's word together. Amen. We fall down, we
member at uh, Christchurch Hillborough. I became a Christian in 2008 um, when I was still in varsity. I went to a Christian camp and for the first time the gospel was explained to me and also what it meant to be a follower of Jesus Christ and I was challenged uh, to live in a different way and to see God in a different way. Lockdown has been a very difficult uh, period for me. Um, um, it's um, challenged me uh, with um, basically remaining hopeful um, and, and trusting God. It's also been a challenge in the sense that um, just been uh, trusting God to see that you know things will get better for me and for for many people as well. Um, it, 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 it has been a, a very difficult period, but also it's been um, a, a time where God has been just encouraging uh, me through His Word and, and, and also just having to see that He is sovereign and, and, and that He is faithful. Um, so I am one of the lay preachers um, uh, in this series, uh, Stand Firm. Uh, it's been an interesting time. Um, to have been asked to be a part of it. Uh, it's been an opportunity to learn and uh, get into more deeply God's word, especially in the passage of First Peter. Um, I have learned uh, that, you know, God's word is very rich and it's very deep. And the time that we've spent with Pastor G, who has been helping us, training us, and also the gents uh, that we're part of is that basically, um, First Peter is written uh, for our encouragement and it's been uh, a privilege but it's also been a very uh, interesting learning experience. Now today uh, I'm going to be preaching um, uh, on a portion of First Peter. really pray and hope that God would use this passage uh, in your life to impact you but also mainly uh, that he would help us uh, to see uh, that we ought to uh, basically praise him notwithstanding our circumstances and that we can rejoice um, in him uh, even during difficult times um, so later on um, I do hope that you will take time to basically um, you know interact uh, by sending questions or uh, commenting on the passage and uh, and, 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 the, and the sermon
Good morning, Christ Church Hillbrow. Our reading this morning is found from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 12. And it reads as follows. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning the salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not saving themselves, but you, when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels, long to look into these things. This is the word of God. Greetings. Uh, thank you for joining us um, on our online platform. My name is Sipepelo. I'm part of the family here at Christchurch Hillbrook. And uh, today we'll be continuing our time in the book of First Peter and um, in our series, Stand Firm. Um, before um, we begin, let me just pray for us. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for um, this message in First Peter. Lord, I pray that we would be uh, encouraged uh, uh, in your word. We would be strengthened uh, during these difficult times. Um, we pray, Lord God, that you would just continue uh, to be with us um, um, as, we, as we turn to your word. We ask this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Um, the passage that we'll be focusing on is uh, 1 Peter. Uh, chapter 1 verses 3 to 12 uh, which has already been read but I would like to before we get into the passage uh, itself which is uh, quite compact um, before we basically start unpacking it I want us to just consider this message in light of the purpose of the book uh, and the purpose uh, in terms of which the book was written and it's carefully captured in uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 verses uh, 12 uh, and, and, and this is what Peter says. He says, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. Um, so basically, Peter is writing this book um, to encourage believers. Um, and, and he's also clarifying and testifying what the true grace of God is. He basically then says, basically, 
um, you are to stand firm because this is what true grace looks like. Now, we will be going uh, into um, our passage today and we'll basically be understanding what this true grace is and also how it should change uh, our lives as believers and, and affect us as we live. Now, there is in our modern age a understanding or an approach to life that basically says that we deserve a pain-free life. We deserve uh, a life without trouble uh, or struggles and strife. Um, and if something happens to us and we, you know, and if life happens or we are faced with these difficulties, then um, we should feel sorry for ourselves or, or we should just rather devote ourselves to basically coping or getting ourselves out of that situation so that we have no time left over for, um, you know, serving others and doing and saying what uh, God wants us to do. Now, growing up as a young man, I uh, changed schools, and one of the advice that I got uh, before changing, uh, going to another school from one of my uncles was just basically, when you get to this new school, uh, don't do anything, um, don't put your, your hand up for anything, don't put yourself in a situation where you'll be under pressure, don't, uh, um, you know, uh, draw attention to yourself so that you can just have like uh, a trouble-free time uh, and, and no scrutiny upon you. Um, I think that was not the best advice, but if you think about it, even as, as Christians, that's what we desire for ourselves sometimes. And, and, and we, we want a life where we just, we can coast through life. Um, we, can, we can gravitate uh, sometimes to a stress-free life um, where we, we, we pursue comfort and where we pursue uh, security and relief at all times. Now, that's not what uh, Peter uh, says to these believers. And as we've heard, that these believers were not only elected by God, but they were also exiles, which means they were in a very, very difficult t uh, situation. They were scattered, um, and we, we hear uh, that these believers were under a lot of pressure and under a lot of stress and, and strain. But this is not the message that Peter writes to these believers to say. He doesn't write to them and say, well, look, you guys, it's fine. Uh, it's unfair what's happening to you. You can't complain. You can't. You can. You can uh, stand against that. But instead, he says, um, um, you know, this is the message that he writes, and he explains to them what this true grace is. And also, he then obviously challenges them uh, to live in a certain way. So, I and and I think the the, the purpose of this passage that we're going to go through today is that no matter what our circumstances, no matter what our problems are, we can praise God for His true grace and we can also rejoice in present suffering because we know that glory will come. And it's quite a revolutionary message. Imagine Peter is writing to believers who are basically being mistreated, who are going through uh, uh, trying times, and his message to them is, guys, praise God um, um, for this great salvation and grace that he's given you. But also, you, you can rejoice in present sufferings because you know that in the future, you, you will be in glory with God. Now, you might be thinking, uh, that's a little insensitive, um, but 
you know, you don't understand um, how complex my situation is, or you don't see the struggles that I'm going through, and maybe you are being un uh, treated unfairly at work, um, and um, you you might might just have been, you know, dismissed from work for being a believer. Or maybe you're saying, I can't find work and I'm very, very much in a very dire situation. Um, but uh, I, I think this is what um, uh, Peter is saying, that even in those situations, we can respond by praising God and also um, um, uh, understanding that this is His grace for us uh, and that we can rejoice even in present suffering because we know that in the future, glory will come. Now, let's first look at uh, verses um, 3 to 5, which talks about basically God's grace. But let's, let's just turn there for a moment. It says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So now Peter, basically, in, in his first message to these exiles, um, um, uh, is that they must praise God. So it's... It's, it's actually Peter is worshipping God and he is exalting God and I remember last year we did a series uh, uh, on, on the Lord's Prayer and the first thing that um, um, uh, Jesus taught his disciples is that we should come to God in praise and, 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 and worship him and, and it's words like that you know Peter just basically burst out and he says praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and it's no matter what our circumstances, we can praise God. But what is Peter praising God for? Um, and he goes on and he says, um, In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. So basically, we can always be grateful to God for salvation. Now, salvation is um, the fact that God has taken us and he has brought us closer to himself through the death and uh, 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 through the life and death of Jesus Christ so he's given us a new hope a new salvation a new birth um, we were separated from God because of our sins but now we've been brought closer and now it's it's very important that we we see that and value that because we we were unable uh, to approach God but because of God's intervention we've not been brought closer to him and so that's something that we as believers as as as, as followers of Christ can be grateful for and this is um, uh, the thing that Peter says um, that you know we we, we need to look at God's grace in our lives in that he's brought us into salvation he's brought us into a relationship with him but it's very important that we need to note that he states that it is in God's it's because of God's great mercy that we have received this new hope and this new salvation and it's not a doing of our own we couldn't have earned it ourselves um, and uh, we, as we've heard in, in the sermons before, that God has chosen these people. He has, out of his own great mercy, chosen believers and brought them closer to himself. So we can claim no credit in God's work, but we can be grateful for it and we can respond by praising God. And now, just to describe this um, um, new life and this new uh, grace that God has given us is, is he uses in verses 4 words like it's an inheritance um, that can never perish 
uh, spoil or fade. So it's basically safe, it's secure. Um, and, 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 and however, this inheritance uh, in, verses, in verses 4 is, is kept for you in heaven. Um, um, and, 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 and it means it's a future grace. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's still something that we're going to receive. Um, but it's, it's safe and it's secure. It cannot be taken away from us. And in verses 5, he continues and says, um, who through faith are being shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last times. So, first of all, this salvation that we've received by God's grace is by God's grace itself. It's not of our own doing, but it's also secured by God. And that is also through His grace. Now, you might be thinking, well, look, what does that have to do with anything at the moment? Because right now I'm going through the most. I'm going through a very difficult period in my life. I know that my salvation is secured in Him in the future. But what happens um, between now and then? And I, that's why Peter moves on and he talks about um, present suffering and, and, and how we are to respond uh, to present suffering. So we're not only to praise God, and, and exalt him uh, for the gift of salvation in, in, in Christ Jesus. But how are we to continue and stand fast in that grace uh, uh, that God has given during present times and during uh, uh, times of suffering? Now, if you look at verses 6 to 9, um, we then find, um, you know, basically Peter's um, encouragement uh, uh, to believers as they face uh, difficult and trying times. So there is a political term uh, that uh, most politicians use uh, and it's basically uh, uh, goes along the lines of the end justify the means. Um, so they will basically do whatever uh, you know, to meet an objective, and they'll say at the end, look, I did X, Y, and Z because, you know, it doesn't matter as long as we've achieved the objective. Now, that that is not true for Peter here, because Peter says that not only is the end important, but it's also how you get there that is important. So the journey and the, and the present matter. So how are we to respond when we are going through um, pain and suffering and is is our response to complain is our response to shrink back uh, is our response to blame others or to uh, to, to 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 respond in a way that um, um, that acknowledges that suffering is there but how can we how can we then proceed to glorify God and to rejoice in God during those 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 times so now Peter understands that basically these Christians were suffering. So he's not he's not being insensitive. He he understands their grief, but he's he's also also is challenging them um, to say that basically notwithstanding this suffering that you're experiencing, this is how you ought to respond. Now if you if you if you look at um, uh, the, the the fact that we have a future inheritance, which is um, going into the uh, is coming in the future, we also um, are, are to sort of rejoice in the present uh, amidst our trials. Now, 
Now, this is what Peter says, basically talking about uh, the grace. He says, believers are to greatly rejoice um, even though they are suffering now because their present experiences um, um, uh, will, will, will encourage them to, to continue to, to, to walk with God and to continue to hold on to, 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 to God. Now, he uses in verse 7 um, uh, an illustration and the illustration is basically that your faith um, is being refined um, for a specific purpose for God's for God's sake, and He uses that of uh, an example of um, uh, fire being refined by fire, um, in 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 a, in a sense where you you are being purified um, so that you can uh, grow into a certain way, so that you can um, basically become. Uh, a, a, a different uh, 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 person uh, and, and also to be conformed to the likeness of, of who God is. Um, now, uh, if, if, um, if, if we could, could just maybe con consider for a moment um, what that looks like. Um, it, means, it means that being in a relationship with God doesn't mean that your, your life is going to be rosy and your circumstances are going to be rosy, but it means that you will be challenged, you will be, um, uh, you will be tested um, so that your genuineness of your faith um, um, may be proved. Now, a Christian uh, of long ago, George Muller, who was a great man of faith, um, who basically clothed and fed over 2,000 um, 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 orphans, and uh, he lived by faith and prayer. And his experience was uh, that he wouldn't even tell people that he needed, uh, that the orphanage needed things, but he trusted God. And, uh, and, 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 and sometimes it'll be, you know, just, just before they would have to serve meals, then someone would come and then they'll uh, give them food. And this is how he described his, his, his journey. He says, the Lord gives faith for the very purpose of trying it, for, for the glory of his name, and for the good of him who has, who has it. And by the very trial of faith, we not only obtain a blessing for, to our own souls by becoming better acquainted with God, if we hold fast our confidence in him, but also our, our, our faith is also by exercise strengthened and so it becomes that if we walk with God in any measure of uprightness the trials of faith will be greater and greater now isn't that a challenge that as we walk earnestly as we walk more closely with God it is inevitable uh, that the trials of faith will be greater and greater and this is Jesus's words as well uh, as he was praying for his disciples in John 17 verses 15 that he doesn't pray that we would be taken out of the world, um, but that God would protect us from the evil one. And this is Peter's message as well uh, to the believers. It's not that God would remove them from this difficult time, um, but that God would continue uh, to strengthen us and, 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 and shape us uh, uh, into what he wants us to be. So 
as we walk closely and more earnestly with God, um, we, we, we would be, you know, again, brought closer and closer um, by, by faith, trusting Him, even through difficult uh, times. And uh, another Christian uh, philosopher, who, whose name is Malcolm Muggeridge, uh, at the end of his life, um, basically uh, uh, said this um, about his time and following uh, Jesus says this, contrary to what you might expect, I look back on experiences that at the time seemed especially desolating and painful with particular satisfaction. Indeed, everything I've learned, everything that has truly enhanced and enlightened my existence has come through affliction and not through happiness. And isn't that the reality that we grow more closely uh, to God, trusting God during the difficult times than in happy times? Um, so we are not only to praise God, rejoice, but also to rejoice in suffering because though that gets us more of God. It gets us to trust God more. It gets us to, to walk more closely with God. Therefore, the impression that we get even from uh, uh, these verses is that um, trials can also be something that are under God's control. So they're not happening randomly or God is not in a situation uh, where he, he doesn't foresee what uh, is going on uh, and he's not in control of that. As we've heard, you know, basically he's put them there um, for a reason. Um, and the, the overall implication is that God is like a goldsmith um, and he is busy, um, you know, um, you know, refining us um, and, 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 and changing us so that we can become more and more like him and so that we can reflect him more. Um, and that, that means that we can trust God um, because he's sovereign uh, even through our trials. So he hasn't forgotten us, and he hasn't forgotten the believers that Peter is writing to, the exiles. He is writing, uh, 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 he is there in the midst of their trials. He is not on invocation. He is not allowing this to happen, and he doesn't have control over it, but he's using it for his purposes. Now, so, now, but what happens? Um, so what happens between waiting for the hope of salvation in, 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 uh, which is coming, uh, what happens now? Um, we, we, we now turn to basically the verses 8 of um, uh, the, the passage is that we ought to respond um, uh, uh, um, with faith uh, in our Savior. Uh, he talks about the inexpressible joys um, in trials through believing in Jesus Christ, even though we do not see him. So we respond in faith by, 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 by knowing that we can be kept uh, uh, in, in Christ Jesus and we have an inexpressible joy. Um, so faith is also not an automatic thing. We ought to grow in it. Um, and, and faith is also not being passive. It also means that, you know, we don't just go about trying to, you know, uh, uh, float about, but we, we, we actively put our faith in God, knowing that he's able to keep us um, even through these circumstances. Now, and also, we also re ought to respond in, um, in hope. Um, so um, the, the hope that we have 
is different from that of the world. And uh, our response to difficult and trying times is also different. We, we, we hope uh, and we know and we're assured, we're assured that um, we, we have received salvation, which is basically we've been saved from the penalty of sin, but also that we have uh, 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 been saved from the power of sin. So at, during the times of trials, we can look uh, to God as, uh, as, as our Savior. And he has, he's basically he saved us, but he's going to continue to be saving us until the day of, of salvation. And then also, we can also look to Jesus and God with, um, with love. Um, and love for Christ is basically based on his love for us, um, which is the basic central motivation of, of the believer's life. Now, as we proceed, we now going to look at the last um, a few verses, which is verses 10 to 12. And this is what Peter says. He says, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with great care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing them when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of these things that, you, that, have, that now have been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Now, in just closing this portion, Peter now brings more closely into sharper focus the concept of present suffering and future glory. And he's saying that Christ um, um, has basically um, gone ahead of of us and he has in a sense um, uh, uh, also gone through suffering and was later um, uh, uh, brought to glory um, by God and so that is also to be our path as believers as as followers of Christ is to continue to uh, bear suffering but also know that even in that suffering um, um, we will be glorified one day so there is a purpose to suffering um, and one day we will be um, 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 rewarded um, for our suffering. So we can continue uh, at this present moment uh, and, and, and continue with faith, praising God and rejoicing, um, even in suffering, um, um, uh, as we continue. And this is quite a revolutionary message, given the fact that uh, most people, if you ask them about suffering, they will counsel you that, well, look, you know, it's you should try and, and, do, and do as much as possible. You know, to 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 avoid suffering, you must try and do as much as possible uh, uh, to to not get into situations where it's uncomfortable. But this is the message that even through Jesus Christ, God basically um, um, allowed him to suffer for our for our for our sake, so that so that we could be brought closer to him, and then God then obviously, um, um, you know. Uh, even though he suffered as the Messiah, he was then later glorified. So we, we also can follow that example and be encouraged that even when we suffer, God is in control. Now, now for the questions now, what, what do we do um, in light of this message? Well, two things that, that come to mind here is that, first of all, we can be encouraged um, 
that um, uh, God's true grace is um, for us to suffer, but also to know that the suffering uh, brings us closer to God. It strengthens us. It, it helps us to walk in a more closer and more intimate um, uh, way with our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so we have that confidence uh, that this is the true grace of God. It's not a, a grace that takes us away from suffering and uh, ensures that we, we succeed in everything or, or that we, we go through life without pains or troubles. But it's, we can have confidence that this is the true grace of God, which has come from God and is through God and also sustains us even during um, um, times of suffering. And also, we can also be assured that it is not random that we suffer. It is inevitable that we will suffer. But how we respond to that basically sets us apart from the world and sets us apart from um, how everyone else deals with suffering, which is basically to put themselves at the center. But what we do as believers is that we look to it and, and with the perspective that God is at work and that he is in control. So I do hope and pray that this message um, will encourage you and I will then now close in prayer for us um, and, 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 and thank God for these words. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your message. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you keep us um, uh, in, in your hands, even through difficult times, that we can look to you, rejoice, um, and, 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 and bring praise to you. Pray that this message um, would um, find people uh, where they are and encourage them to look to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have been blessed by listening to it. For more resources, you can text us on WhatsApp on 081-833-7458. You can also visit our website at www.christchurchhilbro.co.za or you can visit our YouTube channel called Christchurch Hillbro. You can also check out our Facebook page also called Christchurch Hillbro.